Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. Here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good day, everyone. Today is Saturday, January the 14th of the year 2023. I am the founder, host, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only, Dr. Kamala D. I hope this day finds you and your family well. Today, I will be sharing an episode from one of my mentors, Bishop Fred A. Caldwell Sr. This episode is entitled, The One True God. Now, my friend went on to be with the Lord last year, maybe about six months ago, and I truly miss him. I want to honor him today by sharing one of his most controversial but true messages. So sit back and learn Bible truth. Sixth chapter, Deuteronomy chapter six. In the sixth chapter, of the second giving of the law. That's what Deutero is. The second giving of the law. And key in on verses 4 and 5. Of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Y'all doing good? Let me bring an argument. This fourth and fifth verse. Of Deuteronomy chapter 6. The Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. The one true God is what I want to talk about. The one true God. Just by the mere fact that I'm forced to say true means then there's something faking and shaking. When you think about the Muslim community, when you think about the world community at large, who is this one true and living God? Some folk would have you to think that his name is Allah. Some folk would have you to think that his name is Buddha. Other folk would have you to think that God is some far off entity that you could not possibly get to know. The Jehovah Witnesses would have you believe that God is too big to be personal. I got some good news for you. All of them are liars. Every one of them is a liar. Because it would make no sense for God to be God and then hide in himself away from us and yet calling Adam. It's something messed up. So if he's going to call Adam in Eden, don't you think he's looking for it? Then Jesus said, my father's working and I'm working. He's been working ever since the fall of man. He never stopped. That's how he found you. So who is this one true and living God? Because there were some that would have us to believe that you cannot know God because he's too big to be personal. No, he's not. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. I submit to you, that when Jesus made that statement, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father, that he wasn't he horned about it. Too many Christians are being weakened because you think too much. 
And in thinking too much, you're wiping out doctrine. You, you're wiping out scripture. In talking to this African-American black Hebrew Israelite that's following a man whose surname was Ben Carter. Ben Carter is the one that started the African-American black Hebrew Israelite movement. And that happened in 1966 with 400 black folk from Chicago. He changed his name from Ben Carter to Ben Ami, Ben Israel. And started this same thing that this black leader wanted to start and it's going back to Africa movement. In the going back to Africa movement, Marcus Garvey came over that thought. Well, let me say everybody sometime. Everybody came from Africa. Let me save you some time. Ben Army, Ben Israel, took 400 black folk out of Chicago in 1966 and went through some different channels to get to Israel and established that cult in 1966. Jesus left here over 2,000 years ago. Why am I going to follow somebody named Ben Carter? And in talking with this young man who used to be a member of this church and went off and became a black Hebrew Israelite. Now when people normally go off into cults, I don't call them. Because their mind has been made up. It's not that I don't love people, not that God doesn't love people. But a man persuaded against his will is of the same opinion still. So I decided to leave all that foolishness alone over there because I know Jesus. I met him one day for myself. He done wrote my name down in the Lamb's Book of Life and ain't nobody around there messing with no eraser. Huh? So we have to come to that place where you stop being this real nice, nasty Christian and start standing up for what you say you believe. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. And when you think about the Muslim world and you think about Muhammad, Muhammad, by the way, is also a Negro from Chicago that started the black Muslim movement 89 years ago. 89 years ago. And you going to follow him? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. Tell your neighbor it's time to make a choice. So what happened in that whole particular mindset is that black folk, and they are the fallacious Jews, so save me a history lesson. I already got it. I already got it. There are some fallacious Jews that's blacker than your shoe. You understand that? That's no big mystery. When you look back at Solomon, he was a black man. He had sex with every woman he could get his hands on. As a matter of fact, he had a thousand uh, 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 concubines or a thousand wives. What that man doing with all them women? You got a thousand wives and 750 concubines. So we know the generic state. We know, we know that people, you know, have sex outside of marriage. We got all that. There ain't no big old revelation. So in talking to this young man who went astray from here because of my love for him, and he's too young to be a fool. Now, old fool, that's another subject. So I called him. 
I say, I understand you've gone in another direction. I want to talk to you. Talked to him about 35, 45 minutes and did not know that he had me on speakerphone. In his house with his fake teacher. I told him, man, this is messed up. He said, well, you're a man of God. And I said, I sure am. But you could have given me the courtesy to let me know that you had me on speakerphone. Because what I preach and what I teach, I'm not hiding it. I'm on worldwide radio. I do a call-in show. So I'm not running somewhere hiding Jesus in the dark and then showing up at the church with another Jesus. I'm preaching the same Jesus. And I want you to preach the same Christ. Christ and him crucified. So this man all up in the house now, he, he got his fake teacher on the telephone. I hear this strange voice. I say, who the hell is this? He says, I'm his teacher. I say, so you the false teacher that's putting all this poison in this young man. I say, you're fake, and what you're running with is a fake, Ben Carter. I say, you're going to the lake of fire. Oh, yeah, you, you got a reservation. You, you got one, and God going to make sure you get there, too. Then he says, do you teach the law? I say, no. I teach grace. Huh? And anytime you call me the law and grace, you all out of order anyway. He said, do you keep the Sabbath day? I said, no, I don't. I don't have to keep no Sabbath day. Christ kept the whole law for me. He says, are you a righteous man? I said, yes, I am. He said, you're right. I said, I say, I surely am. He said, how? I say, through Jesus Christ, imputed righteousness. Righteousness has been imputed to me as a gift of righteousness. Huh? Under the law, you had to work for righteousness. Under grace, you're given righteousness. I ain't got no help in here. Under, uh, under grace, you're given righteousness. I say, Christ is my righteousness. That's what makes me a righteous man in Christ. I've been justified. I've been declared righteous. I said, I don't know how you got all in this young man's house with your fake self. But I say one thing, both y'all going to pay a price messing around with God's word. Because those whose names were not found written in the Lamb's book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I say, you playing with fire. So my mind went back and looking on that because there's so many stupid people in this stupid city. They sit down and study with anybody. And Paul the apostle raises a question. Who hindered you? Who broke up the ground in front of you so that you could not freely pass? What teachers are you listening to? Who are you studying your Bible with? There's a lot of fake folk left here. They had no message from God. They came to challenge the pulpit, and they still do it. Not a problem bringing on because you're already fake. We need to quit bowing to these people that think that they know something. Line must be upon line. Precept must be on precept. Here a little and there a little. I don't care where you came from. If it's not speaking according to this word, Isaiah 8 and 20, is because there ain't no light in them. Now somebody got to stand up. Hear, O Israel, open your ears. The Lord our God is one Lord. So who, do, who, who then are the Muslims talking about? 
Because he ain't talking about the God of Jesus. Who are the Seventh-day Adventists talking about? Who are the Jehovah Witnesses talking about? And when you get out on a world stage talking about one God, you better sure enough know what you're talking about. They'll have your head for hamburger meat. And Moses said to love the Lord thy God with all your heart. Love God. With all your heart. With all your soul. And with everything that's in you. And when you love God like that, you don't let people turn you. When you love God like that, you are forced to be reckoned with. I tell you who some folk won't mess with, those that are anointed with this word and can rightly divide it, you don't have to worry about no company. As a matter of fact, you can sit up there like the Maytag man. Ain't nobody coming. They come to fools. They're shaky on the fence and don't know who Jesus is. They come to people who have no live commitment to Christ. That's who they come to. Hear, O Israel. That's a powerful statement. That the Lord, our God, is one Lord. I told them two fools on the phone. I did. I don't back down. I got much, much word. I got much, much sword up here. And it's not just here. It's with me at Walmart. I don't play around with God's word. You either say about his word or you're going to be condemned by his word. So you make up your mind. You make up your mind. Now let's see if we can further move along. Because we're talking about one God. One. One. I'm not a secret agent, double O soul. I got a message here at Greenwood Acres. Then I got a whole other message out there that Jesus ain't Lord. Jesus is Lord. He's Lord in the morning. He's Lord at 12 noon. And he's Lord in the mid to mid to midnight hour. Do you believe that? So then how can someone get to know God, the true and living God? How, how, how can someone get to know him without reading all this Egyptology that's fake, all this Chinese stuff that's fake? In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God and the same was in the beginning with God. Jesus is the only way to get to God. Can I get a witness in here? And if you got a pocket for another Savior, you ain't saved. Because it's not but one Savior. It's not but one Savior. And God has revealed himself to us through Jesus Christ. Now I must admit, after all that argument that was going on in the, on the phone with the two fools, Mo and Curly, I must admit that it challenged my faith way down deep. And I tell you why it challenged my faith way down deep in my sanctified soul. It's because I never thought that I would have to go this way with some people and not half of the way, I went all the way. And what that did, that bruised my spirit. Because I'm saying, in the year 2019, people are just that stupid to believe that you can't know God. I can't know God? How come I can't know God? Why? Who told me I couldn't know God? I know algebra. Pie over five feet equal potato pie. Huh? See, now you want me dumb. Huh? You gonna tell me that I can't know the true and living God? 
You cannot, you can't, you, you, you want to tell me that there's no entity in the universe that can present him to me? You saying that God has no people ever on this planet that know the Lord? Now you expect me to believe that. Huh? You're asking too much of me. I know him already. You're too late. You're too late. You showed up too late. You're almost 50 years too late. First Timothy chapter 2. Y'all stick with this word. Quit changing it. People just want you as a puppet so they can play with your emotions and your mind and become your Holy Ghost Junior. Why you got them folk all in your house, all on your phone every morning trying to teach you something? You're already in a teaching ministry. You're already in a teaching ministry. What are you looking for? If I get three of y'all to come to Sunday school, I would have considered a decade one for Jesus. <laughs> oh, decade. Are you in 2 Timothy? You're supposed to be in 1 Timothy. See, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, I got you. <laughs> All right, you're in 1 Timothy. All right. You're in 1 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. You got your ears on? All right. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. The Bible says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for Donald Trump too. Ain't he all men? Now you talking about the Lord having to grab me by the nape of my neck and get me down there to pray for him. I've never seen such broad absurdity. Such disrespect for decency. He is a destructive force for good. Now I know there are some religious spirits in here that want to check me right quick. You be careful. You voted for him. I really don't care about what you think. You need to look at what you're doing. We're to have supplication and giving the thanks for all men. It was a challenge for me to vote for George Herbert Walker Bush III. I was challenged right there. I went ahead and did it. But I was challenged. Now, you can be fake. You, you can play like it doesn't bother you. you. You can go ahead with your little religious game. But in your heart of hearts, you know. When someone comes along and destroy over 50 years of allied friendship, when someone comes along and there's not enough money for a Harriet Tubman $20 bill because it would take too long. When someone comes along and stirs the flame of hatred and racism, you're going to tell me to be quiet and just pray. I tell you, you know what? You need a head reworking. It's something need to go on with you because you're not connected. And for almost four years, we've been dealing with this foolishness every day on television. And every day, somebody, some white boy with a gun, out there killing up folk because that's what his leader is saying. And you're going to come here and try to silence me. What? Where you come from? You ever heard about Moses and Israel? Didn't Moses care about Israel? You ever heard about Esther and Haman? Didn't, didn't Esther care about Israel? 
You ever hear about Jesus coming to the lost sheep of the house of Israel? We don't think I have authority to speak out? Then white boys ain't doing it. Go find me one. Go find me one. The white pulpit's a Republican. I'm not struggling with any of this. I'm not struggling with any of this because I'm telling you the truth. Now, if you don't want to be black and you don't want to be, you know, your, your, your grandmama's child and you don't want to be the one that the Lord brought out of slavery and you don't want to be the one that the Lord liberated, they're going to be what you want to be. Going to be what you want to be. I told the church on the north this morning, Paul put it like this to Timotheus, his son. He said, what if some don't believe? God about it, faithful. He cannot deny himself. I'm not going to deny that God brought our ancestors out of slavery because he did it. And that ain't nothing to be ashamed of. That's a victory statement. Can I get a witness in there? That's a victory statement. So when I'm around white folk, my, my statement don't change. They the one that did it to us. You going to tell me to be quiet because you got white friends and you want to bring them over here, but I'm here. Huh? I need to ask you a question. Why are you ashamed of me? Why? Am I saying something wrong? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! It's the power of God on the salvation that everyone believes. And when you deal with me, you're going to have to deal with race too. That's a subject right now that the body of Christ don't even want to touch. All right, let's move on. Are you in 2 Timothy? Huh? Oh, you finally woke up, huh? <laughs> All right, now let me read this uninterrupted preacher. First Timothy 2, verses 1 through 8. Listen very carefully. There's something in here. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Amen. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. Here we go. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, <laughs> who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. For this, I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Ain't, God go, ain't God's word good? Look at verse 5. There is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Here's where the argument comes in. You want to reject Jesus. You want to say that Jesus is just a good man. You're giving the status of being a prophet. Oh, he's just a prophet, you say. He's more than that. I say, Jesus Christ is more than that. And he ain't no white boy running around with no blonde hair either. Jesus is the son of the living God. Get that straight. And it's not but one mediator. Go between. Between God and men. And that's the man. Now notice this. You have to be careful because Jesus is the man. 
It's not but one God and one mediator between God and men. So when I introduce Jesus into that stupid discussion, the question was raised by either his false teacher or himself. No, the statement was made. Jesus never came to earth. Now that one right there got me. That came out of nowhere. You call that T-boning. <laughs> uh, that, that, that got me right there. That got me. It's none of my hairs off the top of my head. You can see me sweating. I said, no, I ain't supposed to be sweating. He's supposed to be sweating. I'm sorry. They supposed to be sweating. So I said, let me ask you a question then. If Jesus Christ never came to earth, then who is he? Hmm? Oh, yeah, I'll be arguing. I'll be involved in sophisticated arguing. I ain't got them just no dumb argument talking. He came. No, my question is why do you think he didn't come? And I say I got God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost living inside of me. He told me there wasn't no such thing as no trinity. I'm trying to make you mad so you can turn the chair over outside. Yeah, outside. <laughs> outside. So he proceeds to tell me, I don't read the New Testament. I say the New Testament is in the blood of the Lamb. Then I broke it all the way down. I knew that this would break up the whole conversation. I said, are you born again? He said, what is that? I said, it just goes to show that you ain't. You're going to have to ask me what it means to be born again. You're not born again. Mm -hmm. You're not born again. He said, well, I don't believe in this Jesus stuff. The man been here over 15 years, and you're going to stand up and tell me you don't believe in that Jesus stuff. You were never saved. Amen. I don't make excuses for grown people. He said, well, in the book of Genesis, I say, what about it? He said, the first few verses, I say, what about it? He said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. I say, so? Then he said, and the earth was without form and void. I say, and? I said, what are you trying to get at? So I told you this is going to be a voluminous argument. I said, so what are you trying to get at? His little false teaching in the background, I could, in the background, I could barely hear his little tiny voice. I said, he said, the Holy Spirit is a she. As in, did you burn down Sharon's she shed? Uh -huh. <laughs> Did you burn down Sharon's she shed? But let me show you the trickery of the devil. Let me show you the trickery of the devil. The trigger of the devil, so he says, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth. Okay. And the earth was without form and void. Okay. I said, is that all you got? He said, yeah. I said, so then, what about, and God said. Who was that? Because if God said, that was his son. And his son spoke words into existence. So I say, God the Father planned redemption. God the Son died for it. And God the Holy Ghost is the last man in Dodge City to tell us what happened. 
You have Father, you have Son, and you have Logos. Then he proceeded to want to tell me about Proverbs chapter 8, which God has already made me very familiar with. Every hour they shot, the shield of faith caught it. You understand what's going on here? So I said to him, I said, do you understand what's going on in Proverbs chapter 8? I say, evidently you don't. I say, because in Proverbs chapter 8, you have the television series, The Golden Girls. You say, ain't in the Bible. It is in the Bible. You ought to know the Golden Girls in the Bible. Because one of them name is Sophia. And when you're dealing with Proverbs chapter 8, you're dealing with Sophia. Sophia is the Hebrew word for wisdom. So when she, Sophia, spoke in the 8th chapter of Proverbs, wisdom was talking. That's who Sophia is in the Hebrew. Her name is Sophia. I'm afraid, I'm afraid that some of y'all didn't miss too much Sunday school. I'm afraid that too many of y'all have disconnected yourself from the reason that God sent you here. So I beg with you to please catch it up. I got a few more scriptures. Y'all all right? <laughs> it's not but one true God. And Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father. Amen. But by me. Hallelujah. So I got, a, I got a question for you. Whose report? <laughs> Will you believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Because I was walking with him, talking with him, praying with him, praying to him, going through all these changes before I ever met you. And you think you're going to show up and turn me around? You must show up. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I've met too many false teachers along the way to turn around. Not going to do it. There's no reason to. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than y'all. Break it. I met you yesterday and I'm supposed to turn my back on the Lord. Now, since there's not but one true and living God in the world and no man can come to him except he come through Jesus Christ who is the only mediator between God and men is the man Christ. Then why am I playing around with this Bible? John Baptist wanted to know he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you who should come or should we look for another? I ain't looking for no other to save. If Jesus can't save me, I don't want to get saved. Somebody bring me a cigar and some cognac. I don't want to get saved. <laughs> huh? If Jesus can't save me, I don't want to be saved. But he's the only one who can. And he will. And now my soul is happy because I met the Savior. Oh, yeah. I, I, I met him on a Wednesday night when I'd gone on to commit suicide. I met Jesus Amen. through Billy Graham on the television. And when the invitation was extended, I saw something I didn't see at the nightclub. I saw all those folk, white folk, Hispanic folk, black folk, fat folk, skinny people, rubbing the knees, walking people. All them people coming to the Lord. And I said to myself, that's the missing link right there in my life. 
Even though I had been baptized at the Avenue Baptist Church when I was 13 years old, I was never in no regular attendance, nowhere, but I had a Sunday school teacher. And that old man is the one that pulled me in up under his wing. His name was Joseph Edwards. Well-seasoned, head full of gray hair, cut down real low. He used to call me Little Brother Caldwell. Next week, Little Brother Caldwell going to bring the outline. I had no idea that God was setting me up for bigger things. But he was. I've written four books. I got about five more I need to write. I'm sure I'm going to write the one about how these white folk act in Shuttle Parish. And these suck up Negroes. Keep on messing around, I'll put you in my book. <laughs> I need to write about one of y'all at least. <laughs> uh -huh. Let me show you something. You cannot get to God except and unless you come through Jesus. But listening to them good white folk, they had me believing Mary the mother of Jesus was white. Joseph that married her was white. The donkey that went down on the Egypt end was white. <laughs> had me believing all of them were white folk. And not a one of them came from Japheth. The Lord done brought me. And I got a sneaky suspicion that he done brought some more folk in this room a mighty long way. We ain't bowing. We ain't bending. And we ain't scraping. And God don't make no junk. And when you know who you are in Christ and, we're, and, and Christ in you and you understand the epistle to, the, to Philemon, Paul's writing to Philemon about the runaway slave. When the last time he had a white person deal with Philemon? It's bad you're still in bondage and don't even know it. Your whole mouth in bondage. Remind me of the old times when you used to be standing around on the corner loony. All of us was crazy. And working at AT&T for 18 and a half years, a white person would show up. Now, our conversation would be at the level you hear in my voice. White person show up. Scared. God didn't make me the word. God did not make me to fear. God created me to worship. And I'm going to let it all out right here. That God is a good God. And God does not want Fred A. Caldwell Sr. walking around feeling inferior. Because some white person want to feel superior today. Not today. Today is not a good day for that. It is not a good day for that. Not with me. Mm -mm. God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind one last scripture I want you to think about what I'm about to show you so you can go on and be strength for your family you got to get to be strong for your family the Lord's prayer go there that's right, I did it on purpose. And I ain't going to be nowhere around Matthew chapter 6. That ain't the Lord's prayer. John's gospel. Chapter 17. The one true God can only be known 
through Jesus Christ. That's powerful right there to me. Are you at the Lord's Prayer? That's John's Gospel, chapter 17. I'm reading, starting at verse 1. These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. See, the body of Christ is a gift to Christ from God. Okay, now listen. That I will give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Verse 3. This is powerful. This, this right here is very powerful. Listen what eternal life is. Here it is. Verse 3, and this is life eternal. That's karyos. There's not chronos. And this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. You can't get around that. You sure can't. Is Jesus a nobody? You can't get to God the Father except you come through God the Son. There's no access. Access denied. It is through the blood of Jesus that we have access to Almighty God. And once we are granted access, we are sealed unto the day of redemption. So now we know what eternal life is. Hallelujah. Eternal life is knowing the true God. Amen. And Jesus Christ, whom God has sent. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Praise you, Lord. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a life that lasts forever. That's Zoe. That's the God kind of life. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. That tells me then that Jesus is the door. Whereby if any man enter in, he shall be saved and go in and out and find P-A-S-T-U-R-E. Good grazing grass, good eating. Joyful living. Sealed until the day of redemption. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. Jesus is the man sent from God to save the whole wide world. And without Jesus... There's no eternal gift. Without Jesus, there's no eternal life. I don't care. You can run over there and you can call him Jah. I had that conversation too. Capital J, capital A, capital H. Jah. So you know him as Jah, huh? If you don't know him as Jesus, you don't know him. Because God has exalted his his word above all his name. There's no back door to get to God. You got to come through the front door. Jesus talked about those false prophets that come through the door. But it's not his door. They made a door. And they want to sit you down and teach you what they think they know. And that's just straight up wrong. God says, I will raise up pastors that will teach you. With knowledge and understanding. Not some parking lot prophet. You can't get enough in here, so you've got to spend an hour and a half outside by the car. Talking about what? Having God's word dismantled in your heart. You got a word of deliverance. And now tribulation come. You don't even know who the Lord is. Because you're looking for somebody else to save you. God don't do no do-overs. Ain't no do-overs with him. When you came to him. You didn't come on your own. He drew you. 
And he said, he who comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. So you can't be saved and lost. I don't care. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There are people that come to church and they are what you call vessels. And their job is when it get too hot over in the corner where you are and you putting all them amens out there, it get hot in that corner. So he moves over and go into that vessel to try to make the word of God of no effect. And oh yeah, by the way, here's my card. Call me. Call you for what? If they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. You don't owe no false teacher, no phone call. A man persuaded against his will is of the same opinion still. I want to stop on this. I hope it's not a negative, but I'm putting the brakes on right here. I can go all night. Make me no different. Mm -hmm. God spoke to my heart week before last, almost eight days ago. And this is what God told me about Donald Trump, the president. That is your spiritual wickedness in high places. That's true. If you're trying to figure it out, there it is. God has always involved himself in the affairs of human government. Whether it's Daniel, whether it's old Nebuchadnezzar sitting over there thinking he all that in a bag of fries, whether it was Pontius Pilate. God always has put his hand into human government. That is your spiritual weakness right there. In high places. And his children are the principalities. It's in plain view. It's in plain view. But where are my white brothers when Barack was the president? So you know how he got all this done? You know how Donald Trump got all this done? Let me tell you. Because I didn't want to deal with this part of the message. I really didn't. I'm tired of it. I am. But I ain't hearing nobody else talk about nothing. And God forbid that we would be silent. And there's so much serious sinning going on. Spiritual wickedness. In high places. That have devastated a government. And have come down to one branch. Is what he says. How did all that happen? How did he get all that power? You don't know? Tax break for the rich is how he bought the Senate. So who you think gonna come up against him? When your children walked away with over sixteen billion dollars, so 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 what? Why all my white brothers? Why all them crosses that used to be over there on that on the street about abortion? What about Obama being the Antichrist? Same preachers. And you think that God has not left himself a witness? Man, God got a witness in this house. Okay, be scared to clap. That's all right. But it's a witness in this house. It's a witness in this house. God sent Nathan straight on up in David's face. You the man. That's got a nickname for everybody but yourself. You the man. I got a good name for you but the church couldn't stand it. It's not right. The Bible says those that rule over men should be just ruling in the fear of God. That's in your Bible. 
no man comes unto the Father. Unless they come through Jesus. And in verse 3, and I'm through. And this is life eternal. That they might know thee. Because this is Lord's prayer. The only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, see, that's the new relationship. That's a new relationship. Is God the Father now? It's the Father. That's how Jesus addresses God as Father. Don't get up in this church talking about my Father. You all out of order. Just that quick, you out of order. He is Abba, Father. The one who suffered, bled, and died. The one who is ever alive. The one who knows you. Who knows your name. That's the one we've come to worship. That's the one we've come to lift up. And anyone who comes against Jesus... Jesus said, you also just came against my father. And if you came up against me and you came up against my father, that's why you're a loser. No man can come to God, the true and living God, unless they come through Jesus. Amen? Got a blessing? Come on, get on your feet and give God some thanks for his infallible word, everybody. Well, saints, I'm, I'm sure some of you have your mouth wide open and some of you are in awe. But you have to admit, he spoke truth. You cannot get to God unless you go through Jesus. And uh, I, I miss my brother. I really do. He was one of the most outspoken ministers of the gospel I have ever heard. Um, I met him 30 years ago when Fred Price started his race, religion, and racism series, Bishop Caldwell followed suit and started talking about black people in the Bible. And, uh, probably sometime this year, I will share more of his, his episodes and, uh, in his honor because him and, and Dr. Price are, have gone on to be with the Lord. Yes, they are in the bosom of Jesus. Because the Bible is clear for Christians to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So saints, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you were blessed by it. I know some of you are still in awe. Uh, you never heard it preached like this before and taught like this. He may have stepped on some toes, but guess what? We are living in a world where the ground is cursed and we have, we need some ministers to step up and tell it like it T I is. That's right. And he was one of those. But I can tell you this. He loved people. He is not a racist. Don't let what he said fool you. He just speaks truth. But he truly loved people when he walked this earth. And I miss my brother truly. I really do. And saints, next week we will pick up with the faith that surpasses all understanding. And until then, saints, be blessed and peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you, go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App. Dollar sign, Dr. Kamala D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, 
We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D. Rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.